Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to another episode of And I'm All Set. Tonight, we are going to be doing another Just Chatting, but this time, it's going to be Film and Television Edition. As always, we have our fearless leader, Minnie, and co-host, Nazum. What's going on, fam? How are you guys doing tonight? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. My body hurts a little bit, but kind of tired. But other than I, that, I'm not going to complain. Hi, Nizum! Hi, Minnie! Hi, Nizum! That was very enthusiastic, so I was appreciated. Was... And hi, guys. Yeah, it's, it's hey. definitely... Hi! Oh, my God! It's wet together. Hi! A lot... oh my God, I agree. It's definitely better than the... Hey! Yeah. We'll call going? it the Eeyore hi. welcome. Hi! 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 I lost my tail. So we decided to talk, to chit-chat about film today. And Nizum was just saying before we um, started recording that he doesn't, he's not too sure how it's going to go because he's not really one to talk about movies, but we, we can, we can pull it out of him. I believe. I believe in us. I believe we can do it. I believe we can do it. Challenge accepted. Because also remember, like these, especially these just chatting ones that we've transitioned to, which is highly, highly enjoyable. We always start off with somewhat of a theme. And then somewhat of an idea of a theme and then spiral off into obscurity. Yep. And then it's just like, like. Last week's was supposed to be like what grinds my gears, airing grievances, and 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 like we did, we did complain about some stuff, but then it was just like, you know, like I can't find my forks, and (laughs) well, to be fair, that is slightly a grievance. Yeah, that that was it. That was just the only thing that could come to mind. But any my cutlery. (laughs) But I I do believe there were we had some positive discussions inside our negative point of viewed episode yeah like eventually this is just gonna evolve into it won't even be just chatting anymore it's just like listen come and hear us say a bunch of shit because that's just gonna be what it ends up turning into because we just we come up with so many different topics regularly throughout a conversation to the point that we sit there sometimes like were we in the middle of a conversation i don't remember having oh yeah well yesterday you mentioned (laughs) yep well it's funny because i mean basically that what we talk about pretty much is this all stemmed from us just being an xbox party chat Mm -hmm. and now it's just bullshitting you know and and what now we're taking that and recording it basically taking that show on the road right but it's funny because that's exactly how we record this you know so i'm on my computer and Minnie and the zoom are on their xboxes through their yep. headset but Minnie eventually will get her switched over to her n- nice little setup that she's got over there mm-hmm. yes. and it's looking pretty snazzy it is looking snazzy and bright and lighty uppy yep. it's very then- exciting and then your sound is going to be completely different. Not that your sound now isn't good. I'm just saying it's going to be. No, I get it. It's just going to be a more mm. truer, truer now, kind of a thing. It's, it's, it's def- 
No, go so ahead. Go nope, 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 no. nope. I was going off subject. <laughs> no, you're, the difference will be night and day because you're going, you have to like, bear in mind, no matter how good your headset is, it's still just a gaming headset, right? So you've got a, a snazzy, dedicated microphone that's got one job, one sole purpose, and that is to speak into. See, I'm curious. I'm curious when I get onto the actual microphone, if you're going to be like, that's what you sound like. No, like, oh, you, well, do I sound different on microphone versus a headset? No, I, I think it, the difference, the difference is with your recording, you come across a lot clearer. Yeah, I was going to so say it's a clarity thing. It's more of a clarity thing. So when you, when we listen back to the podcast, you can tell that, um, Yours is almost broadcast quality, like you can tell the difference. So it'd be once me set up, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to switch over to my laptop and to party chat and get myself a. <laughs> it's it's like I'm myself. the radio host and you guys are the call in celebrity interview that I'm interviewing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Now, what I was going to say is somebody made a comment on stream yesterday. Um, one of the listeners. Um, I don't know. Should I say them by name? It wasn't a bad comment. It was a good comment. No, go for it. All right. That's so it was, it was Princessa. And she was saying about how she loves how it, it's just how open we are. And it's just like just friends having a conversation and people are getting a chance to just listen listen to you know a group of friends talking so i thought that was really yeah. nice yeah that is really nice that's actually kind of awesome because it is like what you hear on the air is generally what we are off the air yep so <laughs> this is us. there's not a lot of change there nope not at all um maybe no even our language is the same because we swear i have this marked as oh. you know <laughs> explicit <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say, I hope so, considering the topics of some of our, our previous, previous episodes. Yeah. So, it's definitely a good snapshot of what we're like. So, because, so we come from, we were all once, and we, some of us are still part of this, this gaming community where we have to sometimes bite our tongue when we're on stream. It's like literally PG 13 need to be careful and well you've heard us speak and we we've got like we're pretty potty mouthed at the best of times right so for two hours straight it's like bite your tongue like oh no like i think we were less than like 10 minutes into kesey's stream today and i swore i was like oh that lasted long (laughs) no (laughs) like literally 10 minutes before 10 minutes or five minutes before we're about to go live it's like shit shit bollocks bollocks (laughs) <laughs> Get not even it's like as like... he's hovering over the live button <laughs> we're all getting our swearing out but i didn't do it this time and i think that's what was my problem is that we we're like in our first match i was like shit my like, god damn it <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it's, so, so yeah I mean, it's a it's an it's an excellent snapshot of what we are actually like and and I'm, I'm, I'm glad like we people get to see the real us and see our personalities and i can't get that across in in written text well 
Well, we are just a bizarre group of people. I mean, when it comes to being kooky, I think we pretty much have the market covered. We're the Adams family. Yeah. (laughs) We are just a little spooky sometimes, too. Yep. So that fits. Spooky and kooky. (laughs) Not sure if my snapping picked up there. Yeah, it did. (laughs) Very faintly, but it did. It might Um, come across louder on your end. Speaking of the Adams family, though, Nazum, I, I want to ask you, what is your favorite type of movie? Like genre? Ooh. Now you put me on the Do spot. Do not there. say like porn. His... <laughs> Non-erotica <laughs> film. Oh, man, you guys, you guys really think so highly of me like honestly whilst i do we know you the The jig is up (laughs) don't even try it mister (laughs) yeah figure if this is the shit that we say when we're being recorded imagine just imagine i mean don't even that cat's been not only out of the bag the cat ripped that bag apart yeah in a full gimp suit giant cat hey guess what like that you can see from Mars. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so continue. I, okay, so I would like to say I, I the only genre I don't really watch too much of is horror because You're breaking I my heart. don't find I don't find them scary enough. Like maybe But the they're last... so good. Yeah, I mean you don't like me, like especially today's horror. I'm but not today's like, horror is bullshit. You know, there's some gems that may get a good jump scare out out of me. Um, But yeah, no, it's for me like I don't like, yeah, I love horror to be scared. I do like being scared. I enjoy the feeling of being scared. Um, But for the most part, when I watch horror, it's it's strictly for the the creativity and the whole just idea of it all. Of like yeah, the craziness. Brain work. I think yep. the last horror movie that literally made me jump out of my skin, um, like from recent times, would be A Haunting in Connecticut, to be honest with you. That one creeped me out quite a lot. Yeah, that like, one was... But I mean, they focus so much on gore anymore <laughs> that you don't get a good mindfuck these days. And yep. that was... That's a big thing about horror, is getting that absolute mindfuck, right? Now, so yeah, of for... course, and sorry. So you say mindfuck there, and for me, the last good mindfuck I got was for strangers because I you saw the like I showed you the view. Like I live in the middle of nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. So, like watching that, I was literally like empty house, middle of the night. I was shit scared like for days on end because it's like even the slightest noise like maybe a fox out in the garden or um you know just like russell's like oh and now i always crap my pants but um yeah like i horror i would like to watch more the only horror that really bothered me to that extent um, when I was much younger and my parents, I don't, I just, from between the ages of like 11 and 17, I don't remember having parents around like ever. <laughs> so same. they're always just out or working or something. Like I just didn't have parents. So the one night 
my sister and I, we were watching movies and everything. And we knew what movies we were allowed to watch and what movies we weren't. But as with most kids, when the parents aren't home, you're going to do stuff you're not supposed to or is told us off limits because you're feeling a little rebellious. So we decided to watch The Exorcist. Now, this is a mistake for several reasons. One, very young, raised very Catholic, so it scared the shit out of me. Two, (laughs) my sister does not handle stress well. Like, once she has it in her head, like, my sister is mentally ill, but that's a whole different uh, side of this. But once she has it in her mind that she's in, like, in personal imminent danger, she, like, loses her shit. So clearly, this was an excellent movie choice. So what ended up happening, (laughs) given our age, the only thing that my older sister could think of doing was putting on oven mitts and getting the barbecue tongs (laughs) and removing the tape from the VCR while I opened the back door and she put it out in the back well. That is... That is something. Yeah, so then we had to explain to my mom why the exorcist was sitting in the stairwell outside in the backyard. <laughs> that's funny. That is so funny. <laughs> like, that's obsess- obsession right there. <laughs> See, I was lucky in that aspect where I was allowed to pretty much... I had free range of what I watched. Um, except obviously my parents wouldn't like, it's not, you know, like, here's a porn kid. Get out of here. Again, we're back to porn. Oh yeah. (laughs) But I'm just saying that there were limits, but like the ratings didn't matter, you know? Oh, and I was so freaking sheltered, sheltered. Like I couldn't even watch the Simpsons. Oh, oh man. My parents are watching the Simpsons with me, me and my dad. One of, one of my favorite memories with my dad, um, is the only thing he would stay awake for, we would watch um, Tales from the Crypt on HBO. Like, every time there was a new episode, me and him mm-hmm. would just be sitting on the couch, and we would just watch it. And my dad hated horror movies, but he loved watching Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, but Tales from the Crypt was freaking awesome. It was awesome. But for me now... It's very hard for me to watch a horror movie as an adult and really be seriously affected by a movie. Yeah. But there is one movie that seriously messed with me for a long period of time. Now, this movie isn't exactly straight horror. It's science fiction slash psychological horror thriller. Um, it came out in 2009, and it is called The Fourth Kind. This okay. movie messed with my brain to the point where... Now, I, I watched this movie. I forgot who I watched it with, but I was on a date in my house watching this movie with the female... Don't remember who it was. Apparently it wasn't somebody who lasted very long. But <laughs> it was like my first, one of my first apartments where I wasn't living with anybody. Right. It was just me and my kids. 
um, me, uh, Caitlin, and Aiden. And so this movie is about aliens. And it, it, the, the style of it was kind of like found footage slash dramatization slash like style sort of sort of but where like they sold the movie where it's just like they f- they took these tapes and they're going to show that the actual tapes and then also throw in some dramatization but using famous actors like mila jovovich uh elias cotiers was in it Corey johnson um well it's will Patton and um it it was just crazy now the dramatization aspect of it was wasn't that bad it was like all right but when they showed like basically they were like vhs footage of um a psychiatrist or or i i don't know if it was like a psychiatrist like interview or just friends talking but there was just these they they all experienced abductions and once you're abducted you're permanently a part of not a part of but connected to the aliens it doesn't matter where you are um what you do they know where you are and they will take you at any given time they want you okay and it's just it was so crazy like there was one scene where they were all hanging out and then all of a sudden like the camera started flickering a little bit and the person's arms like shoot backwards like they're about to go into like a grand mall seizure but the freaky part was their mouth their mouth opened so wide and oh i, I can't even it just thinking about it but after watching that movie I couldn't sleep. You intrigued like, me. I looked it up. Not gonna lie, it's on my safe list. <laughs> it it completely freaked me out. This particular apartment wasn't very big. It was a, like a second floor apartment. I had a porch with a sliding glass door, and after the sun went down, I did not go near that sliding glass door. And it all the blinds always had to be shut on that sliding glass door, and it just freaked me out. Like it legit, I have never been so scared in my life. I can't even like to explain to you how messed up I was after watching this movie. And I watched it again, like weeks later. I was like, guys, you got to see this movie. It really fucked me up. <laughs> and then I watched it again, and I was just starting to feel normal. And then I was just like. All right, well, we so much again. for sleep, you know. I mean, there's creeped out, and then there's put it on your back porch with a pair of barbecue tongs creeped yes, out. Yes, like, if that was, <laughs> if I, if that had popped into my brain, um, I would have done that. But I just, because, yeah. like, in the movie, you don't, you're not safe, you know? So right. it's just like. And it's not like the aliens are waiting in your window. It's just like, no, they fucking beam me up, Scotty. And and, and it's like you just <laughs> so it doesn't matter where you are. You know, and then. Ah, I don't know. All right, let's move on from that, because just thinking about it now, 
I'm probably not yeah. going to be able to I'm sleep gonna, we're tonight. We're going to get a message at like 5 a.m. Like, thanks, guys. <laughs> Can't sleep. Aliens are going to get me. <laughs> Minnie, hold me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I understand that, though. Like, especially with uh, psychological horror, that's usually what gets to me the most. Like, if you watch even like the beginning of psychological horror and what it used to be, because they had to use different um, mediums back in the day because they didn't have the special effects and like if you watch like the original invisible man by today's standards kids would laugh at that oh yeah right? you could see the string on the floating hat you know <laughs> or yeah, the fly exactly <laughs> but it's if you look at okay we'll take the the haunting for instance because I, that one comes to mind for a psychological horror versus modern day kind of idea because they remade it not in overly modern times by today's standards, but modern enough. Yeah, for when it came in, out. When it came out in the uh, the 1960s, it was all in, you know, banging and suspense and, you know, the proper cues at proper times. And it really was unnerving in that because uh, you really, you kind of felt, what they were feeling like where did that bang come from why is that moving that sort of idea where when you look at the remake which i believe was made in 1999 um it relies much more heavily on the cgi special effects spectrum and it's definitely not the same effect so it didn't i think it jumped once during that whole movie and that was because it was an ill-timed moment for my ex-boyfriend it was our first date and he put his Oof. hand on my leg right as the guy like the skeleton popped out of the fireplace so his hand landed on my leg and i went ah and smacked him in the face <laughs> but still not the same effect there's a big difference between visual and psychological horror in my opinion oh there is a big difference like and and it's funny too, but if you if you want to talk about um, going back about like jump scares and the difference between like the Invisible Man and how to us today how silly it would be to go back and watch that after mm-hmm. our history of movies, the original Dracula. When, Nosferatu. Um. No. Um. Not not. But no. Like. Bram's like Bella Lugosi's classic yeah. portrayal of Dracula, the 1931 film Dracula. Mm-hmm. Um, it it affected people so. Um, trying to think of the word it 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 scared the shit out of people. Now yeah. this movie, black and white, if you watched it now, it's like nothing. You know, it's it's kind of silly. You know, if you go back and watch it now, it's it's enjoyable because of the storyline and it's cool because one, it's Bella Lugosi. And I mean, I'm a horror fanatic on top on top of being a film fanatic. <laughs> I love horror movies. So but if like I showed it to Junior and was like, oh, we're going to watch the original black and white 1931 Dracula. We'll watch it. No problem. No problem. Cassidy would probably survive watching it with no issue. But when that movie first came out and people went and seen that in the theaters back in the 1930s, they had to carry people out of there because they were fainting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
and it's crazy to think that, you know, back then, like, it affected people like like that. Now imagine if so you deeply. took, yeah, if you took a movie from today and somehow oh my God. got it to to work and show it to somebody in the 1930s, they'd be having heart attacks. Oh, absolutely, oh, for sure. Absolutely, some of the stuff they have out there now—it's crazy. So seeing somebody's head getting cut off or crushed, you know, it's just like even if like you watch a movie like Drag Me from Hell, which is like more of a dark comedy horror. um, There's one scene where the old um, gypsy lady's head gets squished and her eyeball comes flying out and lands in. the main character's mouth. You show that yeah. in the 1930s, somebody's gonna <laughs> shit their pants. <laughs> There's panic in the streets. <laughs> you know, but it's... I don't know so, what I did, just... but I'm pretty sure I just watched the snuff film. <laughs> you know, but as you were saying, though, to tie it back to your original comment, Nizum, it's like, it's so hard f- to be scared now because of all of the horror um, movies that we've seen we've been desensitized yeah well that and it's also i think to do where it's like it's more heavily cgi and less practical effects and which well, is sad to do with it too but it's, it gets introduced so gradually i don't even think that we really noticed it happening through the media and stuff like that they just introduce that little bit more and that little bit more until we literally have no problem sitting in a theater watching somebody get completely disemboweled well and we're fine with it i'm like gore doesn't like like there's some things where like i'll it makes me not queasy but i'll squirm or like oh i i can't watch this you know but like not because i'm scared but like ooh. I can't like like it sends shivers down my spine, not because I'm scared, but but more like ew, you know. Uh, one thing I will infamous squirm moment. Oh man, uh, I will have to say, all right, there's two, and the first one is Hostel. It was I forgot exactly what scene uh, in Hostel. I think it was when he cut the kid's Attilie's tendon. And then oh, he got yeah, up to walk. To me. You know, like I felt that. Yeah. You know, I yep. felt that. Um, one thing I absolutely can't do, and I will stop watching a movie because of this, is harm to children. Yeah, absolutely agree. Now, if it's implied, that's different. Implied. Yeah, implied and visual is completely different. It's completely different. But if if there's visual anything, I struggle hard yeah. with that. I and, won't watch it. Um, for instance, that's what really affected me and made me turn off a movie is so HBO had this show called Project Greenlight, and it was mm-hmm. from um, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. And what they did was they took their star power at the time. This was the height of of their bromance. Um, Mm -hmm. and they found independent creators across the country and they helped them make their dreams come true by taking their story and turn it into a feature film while documenting it as part of an HBO miniseries. Now, the first one that they did was this movie called Feast, 
Now, the first one, the first feast was really good. I really enjoyed it. It had Jason Muse in it. Um, the dude from oh, Grey's Anatomy, not Dr. McSteamy, but the guy that they ended up bringing in as his competitor. Um, trying to think of his name. I am Mark, is it, in Grey's? Uh not Derek Shepard, the other guy. Yeah, uh, like he had the gray hair. Derek Shepard is McDreamy. Yeah. Mark and Sloan McSteam. is McSteamy. So Derek Shepard is the one that ends up with Meredith. You know, but like, so the the person who you know had the chance to direct it was um John um 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 Gulliger Gallagher Gulliger um. Mm-hmm. Either way, but this movie was great. I loved it. It was shot in one location. Um, it had um, Henry Rollins in it, Balthazar Getty, Navi Rawat, um, Josh Zuckerman, Jason Mewes, as I as I had mentioned before, um, Krista Allen. Anyways, they did have a scene where a kid was eaten by one of the monsters, but it happened so quick. It was done in such a way where it wasn't overbearing and you didn't even realize what was going on until like the mom's reaction yeah you know like you saw some quick feet pumping and that was it yeah the second one though the second feast movie fuck that movie Mm. messed with me too like it was bad so these monsters are back and now they're taking over pretty much a whole countryside at this point in time. And the heroes or anti-heroes or whatever, the, you know, the unlucky few are on top of a building and they hear a baby crying. And so they spot, don't no, no, no. Well, I'm not going to get into full. I won't get into full details, but so they see a toddler in the backseat of a car and this dude runs, he's saving them. The monster's coming and he's running and he's running. And it was the way they shot it. So they would show the guy running with the kid and then them on top of the building. Like it wasn't like a super high building or anything like that, but, and then I'll just say like, it got to a point where the guy's just like, Oh shit. Like the monster's right there. So he just throws the kid. Oh my God. But the way they they shoot it, they make it seem like threw it towards the people. You know, right. like a last save. That's not at all how it happened. And then they continued shooting it a specific way. And once I started realizing what was actually happening, I started getting sick to my stomach. And yeah. they went full on from point A to point B. And, I, and to save you, I won't get into detail. If you want to know and you haven't seen this movie yet and you're interested, just watch it. But I'll save people the, the details because even the whole like I can. I, and this is how bad it affected me. Like I can see it as I'm talking about it, like as if I'm watching the movie right now. Yeah. And I, I turned it off and I was like, I don't even want to finish watching this movie now. It ruined it for me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I can't like the horror doesn't have to be gratuitous 
bullshit like that. No, not not when it just to be scary. Like that's just poor writing, in my opinion, because they have to compensate for poor writing. They're putting in these jarring scenes. To be uh, fair, if you watch the movie, you will definitely know that it is definitely poor writing. Okay, so yeah, it's just something so that they're, it's a shock value, so people are like, oh, you know, so they'll still talk about the movie and they'll mention it, yeah. because the whole standard of there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? Yeah, well, I haven't even seen the third one after that, so. Yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, and I'm sure there's people out there that would be like, oh man, that's going to be badass, I'm going to watch it like seven times. Oh, probably. No, but yeah, like you don't. For me, like I, I always, I shouldn't say I always, cause I'm a, I'm a full grown adult now, but growing up, one of the things I wanted to do was either be an actor, be a director, writer. I just, I wanted to be in the film industry. I didn't care if I was handing out coffees or working the craft service table. I wanted to be on a movie set. Mm-hmm. And if I was lucky enough to either act, write, direct, I wanted it to be a horror movie, horror. And that would be my deal breakers would be my movies would always have certain rules. And yeah. at the top of the list is you don't touch kids. Yeah, absolutely. My dad, he has a degree in directing and film um, as well as photography. Interestingly enough, so it might uh, interest you to sit down and pick his brain one day. I would love to. We should ask him really on tonight. Into that. <laughs> I should have. I didn't even cross my mind. Mind you, I'm pretty sure that half the stuff I say would make the remainder of his hair fall out. So. Well, I mean, if it's specifically just about movies, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, he he got his degree back in the 70s for uh, film and directing and stuff. Yeah, well, obviously that did not pan out for me, which is fine. I am where well, didn't pan I'm out supposed to be. Either, really. <laughs> Well, he got she farther are. than I did. <laughs> I, I will make it. I will make more of an effort. I will make more of an effort to watch more horror movies. Like going back, whilst uh, so going back, I I watch. I generally don't have a specific genre. It's what I'm feeling at any given time. Like, ever watched Mulholland Drive? Yes. By David Lynch. Yep. Now, that has to be a film I've watched so many times. And it's one of those films where you sit down and it's so trippy. It's dreamlike. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like, it's there's so many different possibilities to it. And, but if he said, let's watch let's watch Mulholland Drive tonight, I'd be like, I'm not really in the mood for that because it requires a bit of concentration. So it depends. Like, I'll, I can go one day, I can watch big budget action film to watching the, like a small independent film. Just, it, it makes no difference whatsoever. Like, I don't have a specific genre. Okay. Apart from horror, which I don't tread, don't really go near as much ever takes my fancy and we've got literally a choice of thousands of films to watch pretty much at any point now mm-hmm. so 
I think yeah. that stands true for everybody, though. I mean, like, just because my preferred genre is horror, it doesn't mean that I'm going to be in the mood to watch it all the time. I'll always be in the mood to watch a horror movie, but as I said, I love horror. That's my most favorite, but I love film. I do not discriminate when it comes to film. I'll watch subtitle films. One of my all-time favorites is Casablanca, Gone with the Wind, one that I couldn't really sit through, and I'm going to get yelled at for this, though. But to me, it was just, I couldn't get, even at a young age, there was just something cringy about Mickey Rooney playing an Oriental man. And that's Mm -hmm. Breakfast at Tiffany's. That's fair. I'll give you that one. But I love movies, so I will watch anything. The cheesier, too. I love cheesy films. I don't care if it's a low-budget film that somebody made with their security camera or on their cell phone. I will watch it. I will give it at least a shot. Yeah, well, you never know, right? That's it. Oh, I thought there was more to that. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. And I was like, that was it. That was it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I See, I love watching movies and discovering new things. I just find that as I've gotten older and my time has been reduced due to other things like kids and work and the house and yada, 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 um, because I don't have as much time to explore other types of movies and like just oh i think i'm gonna watch this tonight like i don't want to just watch something random and feel like i've wasted the only hour and a half i had that day yeah (laughs) you know so i usually i'll stick to things that i know i'm going to enjoy you know like i know when like they release a new marvel movie that chances are i'm probably gonna like it or at least most of it (laughs) so Unless it's Iron Fist, in which case, yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. <laughs> or you get stuck with the yeah. second Thor, and you're just like, oh, God. <laughs> well, for me, like, I, I like watching movies not just for the story and just to, you know, just to watch a movie. Sometimes I'm not fun to watch movies with because I like to ask myself questions, and sometimes I'll ask it out loud. Like, why... Like, I wonder why they made this choice for um, for these shots. Why did they frame this scene this way? I could think of many different ways <laughs> that they could have framed this shot better. I don't this, think we could ever, like, watch a movie together. No, well, we could, or we could. We'd, we'd talk through the whole thing. <laughs> you know, and maybe we could do that. Maybe we could find, like, a movie that people like maybe in that maybe we don't like and we can record ourselves watching it and and talking about and t- it. talking about it and tearing it apart like why did Kinda they do like this kind of like mystery science theater 3000 meets you know Siskel and Ebert Siskel and Ebert yeah that's what I was thinking that would be actually I'm, I'm, fasc- I'm fascinated by this now because <laughs> like, I've never I've never ever done the watch party ever like oh no nope well you're going I've to never... we have uh we have one coming up which pyro if you're not there i swear to god and well, find a way me. i'm gonna hitchhike my well, way out to rhode island and kick your butt tell me when and what movie <laughs> it's a show it's All a right. show stranger things oh the new the, season, the new season of stranger things 
the 27th. And we are getting together and we are watching it. I don't care if that shit comes out at midnight. We are watching it. All right, I'll, I could do that. I've I'm been down. dying to see the new season of Stranger Things for years. <laughs> I need to know what happens to Hopper. And, you know, and this is the last season, too. No, next season. They're doing a five. Oh, five they're doing the a five? Time. Oh, all right. Yeah. Then I misread that. I thought I thought they canceled that, it after this one. Yeah, there's But one is that not coming one. out in July? No, that's season four, part two. Oh, okay. So there is a double season. Okay. Yeah, so there's one more season coming. Allegedly. I mean, I guess it will depend on the demand for it, because it's one of those shows that really touches down on nostalgia and the 80s film genre, and just there's so much wonderfulness packed right into it. But carrying on with another season, it's not like with any normal TV show like Friends or the Big Bang Theory or anything around those lines where, you know, even if it runs beyond its time for two or three seasons, there's still going to be a lot of good in there that's going to keep the audience coming back. So it justifies the renewal as the type of show that, depending on how season four ends, people mm-hmm. might not want another one. And that's the thing, at what point, right? And we touched on this so many times. At what point do these, like, I do like Netflix when they just decide to cancel a show randomly, like, after four seasons, because you know what? Sometimes it's just good for a season to end when it's supposed to end, rather than drag it out. Now, I can think of a number of shows, like, Lost, Everyone. They're in fucking purgatory. Like, at least come up with a fucking good ending for that shit. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm quite bitter about it. I, I dedicated so many years of my life to that show. <laughs> I never watched it. And, yeah, I've, and, I've uh, watched it either. What? I never watched okay. it. Okay. Well, I just saved you both so much time <laughs> and effort. Save your time. Put it in something else. You're both busy people. I'm sorry, viewers. No, and, there, sorry. and it's such a stupid reason why I've never watched it. Why? Because my brother was very religious about watching it oh gotcha and we've never had the same taste in things in the history of our existence so i was like well if he likes it i'm I'm not i'm not gonna want to watch it (laughs) you know i know i watched like a few episodes here and there yeah here and there like and then i got to a point where they found like a bunker with like a beeping sound and a number combination and mm-hmm. they had to input it every so and, and that was around the time that I was like you know what no I got as far as the dude that got sucked in through the jet engine of the crashed plane and oh, everybody God. got covered in his blood but in yeah. my defense <laughs> when I did go to watch it it was with you know my youngest mom and we were trying to find something to occupy our hangout time and she kept right. falling asleep so that's why i never got beyond that episode you know i would rate tv shows and movies on how fast she would fall asleep not that because she was like a film aficionado or great with tv shows but i know if whatever we're watching kept her attention and kept her awake then it was a really good show or movie that's fair 
And that's and I, I even joked about with her. I'd be like, I'm going to start a podcast and rate films based upon whether or not it, it could keep you awake or not. <laughs> and that wasn't one of them. Literally within the first five minutes, she was out for the count. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, there's quite a few shows like that. I did, like, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed Lost um, up to a certain point, and it just started, started just getting silly. And, yeah, I, I, like, that, that was the very first, the very first season when they, just the way they'd done it, I find it really interesting because you're looking at all the best survivors and different stories, and yeah, I, I just find it, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And then, yeah. I'm I'm very thankful for Lost. I'm very thankful for Lost because if it wasn't, if that show wasn't successful, we wouldn't have J.J. Abrams. That's true. true. You know, and which means there'd be no Cloverfield. There'd be no new Star Trek movie. At least maybe um, no good version of it. (laughs) Yeah. Who knows what Star Wars would be? I know a lot, there's a lot of arguments there when, when you go into like the newer Star Wars movies, but I think of it this way. It could be worse. That's true. I came across J.J. I only watched Lost because I was a huge fan of Alias, um, which was what? Another J.J. Abrams show. And... I've got. I've literally got this thing for 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 chicks with coloured hair, and I saw <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer Garner, Garner and a trailer, mm-hmm. and a trailer with her with like kicking ass with uh, with her red hair. I'm like, oh, this is a show I could definitely get behind. Like it's just <laughs> the most random. It's just like the most random things will get me interested in something. Like it could be something like that or. Yeah, I watched Iron Sky, you know, the Nazi Germans in space. <laughs> Which yeah. is actually fantastic. Um, Iron actually- Sky, I flippin' love that movie, just saying. Yeah. Like I said, the cheesier and the most outlandish, the better for me. Yeah, see, for me, it just, it's it has to have a hook. Like, especially with TV shows, if you want me coming back, it has to have a hook. So, like, usually I'm not huge into science fiction, like, I'm not, like, a science fiction nut or anything, but when it came to Fringe, I fucking loved Fringe. Loved it. Oh, that had, that had, um, what's his name from Dawson's Creek, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he plays a very different, um, kind of character yeah. in it. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I did watch it, but unfortunately, my memory of it is very vague. I've watched a couple of seasons, I think, and then I could never keep up with it at the time. Um, so, and every time I would try and get back into it, just I've watched the whole series. I just don't remember it. Really? Or really? I've I vaguely remember him having a twin, right? Uh, no. Um, Fringe is one of those shows maybe, that... Alright, maybe it's not Fringe that I'm thinking of. Well, no, you're not necessarily wrong. It's... 
if you don't really pay attention to kind of the key elements of it, then you're not going to follow it. Like, depending on, like, past the first season, depending on what color the title sequence was, depends on what universe you're in. That's what it was. It, it was universes. That's what it was. Yeah, what right. universal yep. timeline or what universe you're in or whatever, because they jump between time frames and they jump between dimensions. Yeah, sorry. So that's, 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 that's what it is. Yep. It's yeah. one of those shows where you can't literally just be on, like, your phone and oh, do no, like a million absolutely not. It's something you have to well, thankfully, I didn't, yourself in. Thankfully, I didn't have a phone when that came out. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I don't think I watched it until it was on streaming services. Um, I own the box set. <laughs> like, I love all sorts of stuff, like X-Files. Love X-Files. Oh, Family Matters. Also, uh, going back to Alias, I never got into that show. Not because I didn't think it was a good show, but when it came out, like, what, that was around, like, 2000, 2001? 2000, 2000, 2001, yeah, you're not, you're not wrong there. I was yes. never home. I was, I was not watching TV at that time. Yeah, Except Smallville. <laughs> no, well, I was at Smallville. 2002 was when Caitlin was born. But... And prior to that, I was always at her mom's house and I was forced to watch stupid shit like the first American Idol. Um, oh, God. You know, <laughs> anything to do with Britney Spears or NSYNC. Or, yeah, ex yeah, exactly. But, you know, I was fucking 16, 17, and I was thinking with my penis. So you're downstairs, Brian. <laughs> I, I was I didn't care what was on TV. I wasn't there to watch TV, uh, to be, yeah. that's just call a spade for Reality. what it is, you know? Yeah. Call a spade a spade. Call a spade a spade. I'm uh, here to doink. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right. Yeah. I'll watch this stupid shit. All right. Pull them pants down a little bit. All right. Cool. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So anywhere from 1999, to 2002 actually beyond that i stopped following shows and i didn't really start watching shows until i was with my son's mom and we started dating and then like we moved in together and and all that stuff then i got back into watching you know shows and again it was gray's anatomy she mm -hmm. was watching that so you know, I was watching whatever she was watching. Love and I Anatomy. and I enjoyed it. I did enjoy Grey's Anatomy. I'm not even going to try and sit here and be like, oh, stupid. I, I freaking I cried when Shane Deuce, uh, not what's his name? Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character died. OK, <laughs> I am not ashamed to uh, admit that. But at the same time, my uncle died like that week that oh, they aired that episode. Oof. And it was funny, too, because like. It like it didn't hit me that, you know, my uncle was dead, you know, and it was one of my, like on my dad's side. And it was like one one of my I wasn't very close with many people on my dad's side of the family. But I was like always doing stuff with like my uncle Louie, you know, and, and my cousin Louie. So it didn't hit me yet. But it was when Shane Saint, I believe his name was on the show. Um, Denny. 
It was Denny. Denny Duquette. Denny Duquette. <laughs> Denny Duquette. Oh my God. I was holding that in for a while. Yep. Better. When he died, <laughs> it all came yeah. rolling in. And I remember, like, I just started bawling my eyes out. And my son's mom looked at me and was just like, really? But I was just that like, was an emotional moment. But, but the thing is, I was like, I looked at her. I was like, he's dead. He's really dead. And she wasn't, it wasn't, she wasn't she understanding. Wasn't yeah. Right. And then, and then she was just, and I was like, no, I'm not talking about the show, but like, yeah, this is what kicked it off. But then I was just like, no, my uncle, like, like he died. And then that I was think it. That's a lot of the, a lot of the stuff when it comes to good TV or good movies, the relation that you have to your own life yeah. and the way that it does hit you in certain ways like i mean and it doesn't even have to hit you in reality it's everyone can relate to at least one disney movie that they welled up at you know oh. or something like the ability For, to hit you in the feelings forget a disney that. movie every time every time i watch this movie my girl macaulay culkin mm. the yeah. bees every time every time yeah. and i've watched it not too long ago with you know voldemort and again, it, it didn't matter how many times I seen that movie. I was I was bawling my eyes out. For like, me, bawling my eyes out. When Artex uh, sinks into the swamps of sadness. Oh my god! From, from never ending story. story. Oh my god! I will cry every time without fail. That movie though that that movie had all sorts of feelings in it. You know when. Yeah, when uh, what's his name? The child, not the child. Um, the kid reading the book. What was his name? <laughs> Sebastian. Sebastian. Every time Sebastian would get excited and he'd be like, you know, yelling, like I'd be right there with them, like, yeah, you know, just like, what is my name? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and how many people wanted a good luck dragon after that? Oh man. I, oh. I would always look up in the sky as a little kid, like, is it my turn? Me too. You know, like, like where's well, my luck well, dragon? Yeah, where's Belcor? Belcor. <laughs> I'm going to get yeah. him tattooed. That would be awesome. That would that. be awesome. <laughs> but yeah, movies, like, that's what's so great about them. You know, it, it, you can either watch it to take be taken away from your current reality, or watch it because it's something that connects you to an experience or, or a point in time people yeah yep. you know i think and so I we, think, we spent a lot of time sitting around talking about movies and things we've seen and what we like and how they affected us in whatever way you know and for the longest time like if i couldn't remember like a point in time in my life i would always either connect it to a film's release or a concert I've been to, or when a s song was popular. Yeah. Or a TV kind of show. Kind like a landmark timestamp. Yeah. You know, like when you're back in the day before GPS, and you were getting directions <laughs> to get somewhere, before you had GPS, you'd be like, all right, so you want to go down the street about three miles to where the old Almanac, Almax was, which is a, was a supermarket in, in my area. 
where the old Olmax used to be. You want to take a left and you'll be over there. You'll see CVS and uh, four lights after the CVS. You're going to take a uh, right over by Haven Brothers and and it will be about two doors on your left. See here um, where I am being the donut shop capital of like Canada or whatever the hell it is. We always map things out by Tim Hortons. So it's like, oh, yeah, you go make a left here until you hit the Tim Hortons. When you hit the Tim Hortons, make a right. Drive through all the intersections until you hit another Tim Hortons, make a left. If you had a third Tim Hortons, you've gone too far. Yeah, well, see, <laughs> you can't do that here because you'd be like, all right, so you have to go by the uh, 456 Dunkin' Donuts. Um, <laughs> you know, because literally it's like on every corner. I kid you not. It's like, everywhere. I have everywhere. one legit at the end of my road. Okay. Oh, and, same. Like I could throw uh, a rock from my roof and hit Tim Hortons from here. And then literally <laughs> not even 20 to 30 feet from that Dunkin' Donuts, mind you, which is in a gas station, is a standalone Dunkin' Donuts. Boston's yeah. even worse. There's one literally on every other street. It's intense. It's an intense amount of uh, coffee shops. It's crazy. It's a lot of coffee shops. We don't have that many here. Oh, we have crap tons here, too. Timmy's for everybody. All right, so we talked about horror. Yes. What about, what, what about comedy? What would be, like, your all-time favorite? I like intelligent comedy or... Um... Things like I don't like stupid comedy. Like I love like stupid comedy Dumber. though. <laughs> I love I can't stupid stand comedy. Damn, Dumb and Dumber. Like I, I feel like ha, like there's some parts I, that I guess are funny. I may be biased but, to Dumb and Dumber only because it was filmed in Rhode Island. Yeah, I could see where that would. And we have an affinity towards the Farrelly brothers because yeah. they're from Rhode Island. Yeah, but I, I, me, I understand like, what your viewpoint on it. it. It's Yeah. And like, I have no problem with watching stuff like um, Superbad or uh, 21 Jump Street. I'm actually a pretty big fan of those movies. Um, anything by Kevin Smith ever. Hell yeah. Including yes. Jersey Girl. Fuck y'all. I'm sorry. I am a bigger fan of the Viewers universe than I am of the Marvel universe. Hands down. Yeah. Always. Always, always. I absolutely adore everything he does. I listen to his podcasts. I watch all his movies, yeah. comic book men. Um, <laughs> just and it's anytime he puts a special out, anything. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, then True TV had the Impractical Jokers. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a point to this. I'm going to tie this all together. Okay. And I watched the Impractical Jokers for so long. And then. All of a sudden, like, I didn't realize that Q, for the longest time, Q from The Impractical Jokers does a podcast with one of Kevin Smith's best friends, and the podcast is called Tell Him Steve Dave. And when I found that out, like, I like The Impractical Jokers, but I was just even more so of the bigger fan at that point in time. And then AMC released um, comic book men, which was yeah. the show about the secret stash, which is Kevin Smith's comic book store. And um, well, 
it was in Redwood, New Jersey. Something like um, that. I want it. Yeah, I think that that might be correct. Um, I'm not way, too familiar with the areas out in New Jersey. <laughs> they, um, it was a show based upon like, um, it's like, like the comic book Pond store stars, but for comic books. For comic books. And then they would talk about comic books. Red as Bank. Well. That's what it is. Red, Red Bank, Bank New go. Jersey. Yeah. Red Bank, New Jersey. Um, not and that neither of us knew that. I'm kind of embarrassed for us at the moment. <laughs> and then Q, I believe, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken, made an appearance on an episode of Comic Book Men. And oh, it's I, entirely possible. I lost my shit. But now I'm, <laughs> I'm going to look up, tell him Steve Dave. Tell him, Steve Dave. So, let me see. I got to introduce my goddaughter to Kevin Smith. Now, her mom dropped her off the one night because she was going out and she just wanted someone to stay with uh, Gwen because she was younger at the time. And I'm not... Not necessarily the best person to look after your teenager if you have rules and regulations about random things because my first thing was hey let me introduce you to kevin smith and i showed her oh which one was it i want to say it was his newer one on hbo um when he had his heart attack oh man that made me so sad Oh my god, my heart jumped into my throat when I heard that he had a heart attack. But the special that he did uh, the evening that he had his heart attack uh, was the one that I showed her. And she just absolutely loved it, like to the point that she started writing like uh, uh, media reposts for Media English in her school and all that stuff. And it's like, well, how do you know who Kevin Smith is? And it's like, oh, well, my aunt... um, which I know to be the case because she would text message me in class giggling <laughs> about how many people that she was getting hooked on Kevin Smith because no one knew who he was. And I was like, that's a shame that your generation is that sheltered. Let me show you. Right. Yeah. So now she's obsessed with him as well and listens to all his stuff and has watched all his movies. And I could not be prouder. I just happened upon Kevin Smith. And it was one of those things where I was at Major Video, which was our chain video rental stores. And I saw the cover box art for Mallrats. And I was like, oh, this looks good. I'm going to watch it. And then I just fell in love that moment on. And then I was like, all right. Then I looked it up, you know, I asked them if they had any other movies similar. And they're like, well, there's Clerks. (laughs) So at first, like when I seen it, I was like, it's black and white. This is weird. You know, like, yeah, you know, whatever. Because I was a kid and then I watched Clerks and I was just like, this is fucking amazing. And then and then all of a sudden you're watching MTV and there's Jay and Silent Bob. Doing the little yeah. bumpers for MTV, and I was just like, "It's crazy." <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> My first like, Kevin Smith movie was Chasing Amy. Really? Yeah. Oh, intro. 
is chasing Amy, and I loved the writing. So it was kind of it's kind of odd for me to then go back because it was very much the same. Like watch chasing Amy. It's like, oh, what else has he done? And to go back to Clerks and be like, really? Amy chasing Amy. <laughs> and the thing is, trying to explain the view universe is kind of difficult because there's like, unlike Marvel. Okay, where it's just like Chris Evans is Captain America. Yeah. You know, and Tony Stark is Robert Downey Iron Jr. Yeah. You know, and, and Iron Man. But when you get to the Viewers universe, you have Brody, who is played <laughs> by um um Jason, Jason Lee. Lee. Jason Lee. But he plays several characters in the view view universe. So does Dante, uh, yep. Brian O'Halloran. Yeah, but see, the difference is though, Brian O'Halloran plays like little characters in all the movies. Like yeah. in Mallrats, he was the contestant in the, um, the back of a Volkswagen. The the uh, singled out style love show game show that the whole yeah. movie was based upon. And then he was like a record producer in another movie. Uh, Chasing he was, was a reporter. It, um, um, I think he was a producer of some sort of a comic book person in. He was a Chasing producer Amy. for the TV show that they wanted to make for um, Blunt Man and Chronic. Yep. And then and it a, was a reporter in Dogma. Yep, a t and like you said, the reporter. So he, but Jason Lee actually would play like these main characters so like he was um what's his name um banksy right banksy and yeah. um chasing amy yeah but he was banksy. brody in mall rats yeah so he had two leading characters main characters in two separate films in the venus universe so now when you go to dogma he played you know, uh, a demon. Mm -hmm. Which, the way that they had that set up, oh, it, it was incredible. The way that was set up, though, was, you know, better. Because even you had Ben Affleck, who played, again, another one, Ben Affleck played multiple roles throughout the Venus universe. He played the asshole um, manager of some store in Mallrats, and then he was yeah. the main character in Chasing Amy. So, but then now you go to Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back, and they kind of try to tie everything from the universe into that movie because they're in all Jane Silent Bob are in every Kevin Smith Venus Universe film. They're usually <laughs> the minor characters that are either in the background or they help set up a plot or move the plot along or even in rare occasions they have silent bob not be silent and he actually has something fundamental or he insightful to say very insightful line you know in but the movie in chasing amy though it was the most profound, profound. one was because it, it tied the whole movie together and yeah. even put the title into it because he was like, "Yeah, you're chasing Amy." Yeah, and then he went on a whole story 
And I think that's like the most lines that he gave himself. And then I remember he looked at Jason Mewes and it was just like called him like some some something funny. And then he was insulted for the first time. Yeah. But, <laughs> but now when you have Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. The sign on the back of the car. Right. Those critters from Hollywood, you dumb fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he was so angry. But in Jane Silent Bob, they go to Banksy, then then they run into Brody, and then you have two different versions of Ben Affleck, and then even the reboot, you know, it's just like Yeah. It's kinda of like now what's canon and what's not, you know? Now what if all yeah. these characters come together? They look suspiciously alike, you know. <laughs> it's just like a but switch at birth. They make it work. There's a part of the MCU as well. Yeah, it's crazy. He is now, he's officially a part of the MCU. When Stan Lee was so. reading the script to Mallrats while he was on the bullet train in yep. Captain Marvel. Yep, and they managed to get him to do a cameo in Mallrats. Yep. To try and get Brody, you know, to calm down. And Brody asked Stan Lee about, um, <laughs> the door, the, what's the his name for fantastic? No, the fantastic four, the, uh, what's oh. his name? The doctor, the, um, stretchy guy. Yeah. Now, can he make his dick stretch? Like, you know, like, <laughs> oh man. And then even in, um, the reboot of silent, uh, Jane, silent Bob, they, they got him in that one too. They had um, Chris Hemsworth in that one as well. As the yeah, hologram. he's the hologram. Then don't <laughs> touch, don't touch the hologram. Do not the hologram. <laughs> You'll be severely burned. <laughs> so funny, like how they put that whole movie together too. That was a Legion. Yeah. They used Legion film or Legion, whatever it is. It's it's like a crowdfunded. Um, financial backing yeah i remember that and then i want to know how much of a weird mindfuck it would be for kevin smith to be sitting there watching his daughter be jason muse's daughter instead like for the film's sake well i mean he wrote it you know he wrote it but i would imagine that that would like I, I mean, don't know, it, that would screw me up somehow. Not, like, in a bad way, but I'd be like, whoa. And, you know, in that movie, that was his daughter who was playing Ben Affleck's daughter in the movie. Was Jason yeah, Muse's daughter. Yeah, that was Jason Muse's daughter. Um, Logan. Yep. So crazy. And have you seen Jason Muse has this movie out, too? Um, I don't know how old it is. Um, but he plays himself. And it's really really good i was so surprised at how good it is i'm just trying to um madness in the method completely okay. low budget I, i'm not gonna it's not it's not like the greatest produced movie but the idea of it is really good and 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 it's it's definitely worth the watch if you haven't seen it and it has kevin smith in it it has danny Trejo. Um, it's a bunch of other people in it, but it's it's surprisingly really good. I have to check that one out too. 
See, I I stumbled across Kevin Smith and all that by accident because I I love Good Will Hunting. It's still one of my favorite films. Like, uh, and you've got what Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. We both co-wrote that. I yeah. believe it won an Oscar for it as well. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And then you got Robin Williams as, the sh- uh, as 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 the shrink and Daddy Skarsgård. That's the only reason. Is it Stella? Stellan? Anyways, I I loved Good Will Hunting, and then straight from there went straight into Dogma. Um, and yeah, that was my little journey into Ken Smith. Now, I'm not as well versed as you two in all things Kevin Smith. <laughs> like, I just, I'm just sat here. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> I was like, Found you it. guys are clear. <laughs> this is like, okay. Like, I am completely out of my depth, but I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, who's Kevin Smith, by the way? Who's Jason Mewes? <laughs> chasing yeah, Amy. Um, Who's chasing Amy? <laughs> someone's chasing some poor girl named Amy. Which, you know, in the off chance, Kevin Smith, if you ever hear this, you know, I'd love an extra role. <laughs> well, and, and, and see, the thing, the, the thing about Kevin Smith is, like, he made all these movies, right? And mm-hmm. it kind of... Like, so there was Clerks. Clerks was his college film. He actually dropped out of college um, and decided to put all this money together to make that film. He paid for it all on credit cards, like $28,000. Yep. And it did decent enough where they wanted to make, um, have a make another movie and that's how Mallrats came out and that was his first theatrical released like Clerks was like a limited release like Sundance yeah, they usually limit re- limit release uh, Sundance films to a select amount of theaters and that's yeah, it it was like an independent festival run film and he kind of just exploded from there and then you know Chase and Amy you know, Dogma but he's so versatile too, and and not to mention he's just the one big giant comic book nerd on top of it. So he literally has his hand in so many different films and TV series that it, yeah. bog- it like boggles my mind. Where like you can kind of play, you know how people play like the um, six degrees of separation of Kevin Bacon. Yep. You can do that with Kevin Smith and probably even smaller degrees because of. Oh, yeah, just the amount of stuff that he's involved in or things that people don't realize that he's written for yeah, or done edits for or actors he's worked with. Yep. Like um, the it's te- crazy. The animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. Oh, so there's one for you. Did you ever watch the animated version of Clerks? Oh. Hold on, I my headset just fell off. I lost you. My headset. Oh, what did I do? All right, sorry about that. All right, the animated what? (laughs) The uh, the animated TV show Clerks. Yes, 
Yes. <laughs> I religiously watched the whole one season. Yes. I have it on DVD somewhere. Um, I thought it was great. Me too. <laughs> Obviously not too many people did. I had a, the story about me throwing away my action figures. I had all of the animated clerks and they called oh. them in action figures. So they were just oh, in poses. You couldn't move them. Yeah. 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 My that Silent hurts. Bob one was my prized possession. Like, you know how we were talking uh, uh, one time we were asked about Southland Tales? Yeah. That's, that's Kevin Smith. Yep. So many things. And then Vulgar. Vulgar is like this weird ass movie he did about so View Askew, their production company logo is a, of a clown. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's vulgar. Is that basically that clown? It's um, Brian O'Halloran is in it, and it's he plays a character like named Will, and he's a struggling clown, and you know he's he just wants to like spend his life basically performing at birthday parties. That idea in itself is fucking insane because who 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 wants to spend their life being a clown for kids' birthday parties, you know? Um there has to be someone out there. You know, but he he's um eventually like he gets picked up by like kids and it like you have to see it. Like I'm I don't want to give it away, but it's 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 such a good movie. It's such a weird movie though it, Kevin Smith has actually had one of his jerseys raised to the rafters of an A&W in Vancouver <laughs> now is Kevin Smith Canadian no he isn't but he wants to be because he's he such an loves, avid hockey player I mean loves ho- hockey fan yeah yeah but yeah it is uh, he, I'm sure if we offered him a spot here in Canada, he'd be like, okay. But yeah, it's uh, one of those things that when he was um, shooting a few episodes for Supergirl, he would frequent an A&W out there, and uh, they raised one of his jerseys to the rafters of the A&W. He gave him one of his jerseys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, the, the question then is, who wouldn't say no to... Uh... To Canada, right? Like at this point in time, I'm ready to like just jump on a plane and just come live out there. Yeah, right. And we have a lot of stuff mm -hmm. that shoots here too. Same as here. Yeah, it seems to be like the the waterlogged (laughs) areas. Because, <laughs> I mean, Victoria, Vancouver, anywhere out in that area is all wet all the time. It rains constantly because they're right on the, the ocean there. <laughs> I'm just picturing that. Only raining <laughs> on the ocean. Don't say stuff like oh. that when I'm taking a drink. <laughs> I almost spit that everywhere. Ow. <laughs> so yeah, like, in, sorry. You were gonna say something? Go ahead, buddy. I was I was gonna say in in my house growing up, it was all about Eddie Murphy. Oh. Like literally, my my dad, my dad used to love 
and he still does like Eddie Murphy films like things like Beverly Hills Cop and Come to America like I I believe they have they released a sequel to Coming to America yet or is it yeah it's not, no it come yep nope Coming America <laughs> is on Amazon is an Amazon Prime original I don't want to watch it um because the original is so I I am very o- always open to watch watching stuff like that remakes reboots year later sequels I'll watch it you know I see that's the one thing I don't understand is why people get so upset over not saying that you are but just springboarding I don't understand the why the fanatics I watched it I enjoyed parts of it and those parts of it that I didn't like. It could have definitely yeah. been better. It could have definitely been better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But again, it was, you know, like I wish. All right. So for that movie specifically, I wish they stuck with the idea of maybe the kids were wrong and Freddy Krueger ne- didn't hurt them or molest them as kids. Well, the idea is that he did. That's why he was evil. Yeah, but they kind of at in in the remake though they kind of had that moment where they questioned questioned it, you know. Yeah. And I wish they stuck with that. I wish they stuck with that, and I think there were certain things that if they changed certain things, stuck with the fact that he was wrongfully accused. It definitely would have been a more different it, backstory. Like, it would really, really put that twist on it. Like, what if they were wrong? What if they were wrong? And then it, yeah. it, it would have pushed yeah, the potential for, you know, more of a better storyline. Yeah. Um, Instead of going everywhere with it. And, oh, no, he was this evil guy. And, you know, it just did not do it for me. I was very disappointed. You know, and it's just one of those things where it's just like... Then seeing someone else play Freddy was just bizarre to me. It was very bizarre, but I have to give Jackie Earl Harley credit. Um, I think he did a decent job. The <laughs> fact that they kind of backed away from, you know, they, they stuck to the original Nightmare on Elm Street where, you know, obviously Freddy wasn't funny in the original Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, he yeah. got his comedy as the series went on. He was more of a comedic villain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the first one was really intense by comparison. Um, if you watch the first, even the second one, um, although I didn't really dig the second one all that much um the second one is it's is has a weird stigma to it because of on so the second nightmare on elm street has the stigma to it because it is very heavily padded with gay innuendo and it's see that I didn't even have a problem with. No, but but the the thing about it is not that there's a problem or anything. It was it was never intentional. Yeah, I just didn't like it how it was written as a whole. Yeah, because it kind of tied Freddy to the house itself, where the house 
obviously it comes into play down the line and it is notorious throughout the series yeah well because it's it tied it into the sense that he was almost trapped there yeah when in all actuality the only reason why in the first film he was tied to the house was because the mom had the hat and glove the hat yeah the hat the hat and glove inside their um boiler furnace the furnace that's it the furnace in the basement yeah, and then it ended up being that he ended up tied to the house itself, which is not the concept. So when they branched out of that, um, when they went into uh, Dream Children and um, or Dream Children, Dream Warriors, um, and uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, then it was it, the junkyard. It was, yeah, and it was kind of that house was its own entity um, within the series. It became Freddy's house, but it wasn't. It was like they were almost making it like the Strode house from Halloween. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Kind of it all tied back there somehow, but it's where he was comfortable with. That's where he came back. That's where he was getting his first victims and blah, blah, blah. So there was that tie-in. For me, we're um, the biggest issue with the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street is one, it went through several rewrites. There was a delay, but the biggest issue was Samuel Bayer, the director. Yeah. Like he was a music video slash commercial cinematographer. He yeah. was a director of music videos and commercials. And like one of his first forays into film was Nightmare on Elm Street. You can't you can't take something as iconic as Nightmare on Elm Street and just hand it off to somebody who's, available. You know, wet behind the ears to try and give him his first film. Yeah, know? here cut your teeth on this one. Yeah, but like it's... originally uh, Michael Bay was asked to film to be the director of. Ooh, that would have been interesting. It would have been better. <laughs> yeah. It would have been, would have been so much better. Um, it would have been have, um, so much better. New Nightmare, I wasn't a fan of either. That one was bullshit to me. Michael Bay is in the action director. Yeah, well, so he, yeah. he, he was a, a big producer of Nightmare on Elm Street, and they really wanted him to direct, but instead he is actually responsible for Bayer being the director of the film. He And because he put so much money into it, you know, he convinced them to take on Bayer because Bayer, yeah. you know, is known for, um, he's the director of Nirvana's music video, um, Smells Like Teen Spirit, um, mm-hmm. Blind Melons, No Rain, You know, and a bunch of like every every new metal band or grunge band from the '90s to the early 2000s, he directed their music videos. My Chemical uh, Romance, Smashing Pumpkins, uh, the Ramon, even the Ramones, um, Garbage, I, like Iron Maiden. Like he's done. I see. I'm a nerd. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. Um. So I guess I kind of understand because those the music videos he was responsible for are cool, 
like especially smells like teen spirit and and i think that was like their biggest decision behind that is because if you go back and you watch smells like teen spirit it's it's in the high school they're playing in the gym and then if you look at the cheerleaders in that music video that there's a like the slow-mo of them doing their chair is very similar to the little girls um jump roping mm-hmm. in the dream sequences of nightmare on elm street but you can't like you know like something as iconic like that you can't just hand it off to like just anybody like they I would have been happier if they gave it to Tim Burton. <laughs> you know, like that imagine would have been one fucked up movie. That would have been a really fucked up movie. You yeah, know, Kevin Smith. Like even Kevin Smith. Like I don't anybody. Think Kevin Smith would take it. He would be like, "No, I can't do this. It's I don't. I'm not going to even attempt to." Well, I mean, I think I think he would have some really good, interesting choices. He would probably go on as a writer. Uh, if anything else, just to stay more true to the form, but not as a director, I don't like, think he would do it. Well, because like we'll ignore Tusk, you know, because that movie was weird, mm-hmm. you know. But weird. Red State, yeah, Red State, Red was good. State was a ridiculously, surprisingly good. Yeah, Red State was good. It was shocking to a like, lot of people. Horror slash thriller, you know. Yeah. Like, because it kind of fell in yeah, line definitely. with, like, hostile. Yeah. You know, but that's that's the biggest issue with Night, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake. I, I yeah. didn't mind seeing Jackie Earl, um, uh, Haley as, as Freddy. They went with more realistic burns. You know, and then they tried also, the other issue is they did try to, like, pay homage too much to the original like Nancy being in the bathtub. Yeah, there is there were a lot of things that were kind of you know and very obvious in that sense and Rooney Mara could have been that. better. Yeah. They could have chosen a better person. Like Rooney Mara, don't get me wrong, she's a great actress. Strangely this movie is what really catapulted her. Mm-hmm. You know, and into you know, and now she's married. You know, I don't know if they're married, but living with Joaquin Phoenix. But yeah, I don't know. It's it could have been. And Freddie always dies by the hand of a woman. Yes, and I always found that really awesome as well. Yes, definitely. But that's I like, I, and I miss that kind of ideal that they had back then where if you watch all of the nightmare on elm street series with the exception of new nightmare because again fuck new nightmare um, i I didn't mind new nightmare though oh i hated it it was it was a different like the idea of of bringing freddy into the the real world and and well the well the robotic hand it was like because they were making nightmare no i I understand that but i mean it was just i uh not no it it was the 90s i liked it better than freddy's dead i like yeah i liked it but because you well because also understand freddy's dead they they were really 
the the 3D was resurfacing. Yeah, I mean, they were resurfacing that and everything. But if you don't watch the 3D version, just for the story element alone, I can see where the cheese factor was a little too much because that's when they started touching on, on like, the dream demons and shit. But... It was I loved for it. For everyone you watched, you wa- you found out and the, more and more and more to his background. And yeah, and, and why he was the way he was. You know, and it's like, oh my god, he's got a kid. You know? And yeah. Then, but the, my favorite, honestly though, my favorite part about F- Freddy's Dead is they went full-on slapstick. Full-on oh, comedy. Yeah, like when he he's was the rolling f- out that bed of spikes. The bed of spikes, yeah, like like in the Looney Tunes, you know. And he yeah. like, and then he looks at the camera. He break. He broke the fourth wall so much in this film. And not only that, come on, he 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 did a Wizard of Oz reference where he was the Wicked Witch from yeah. the West, you know. <laughs> and then the whole yeah. Power Glove, Nintendo Power yeah, Glove, power. yeah. You know, and that, and what's his name from Clueless? Uh, uh, fuck, what's his name? He he was actually the stoner kid that ended up in the video game. Um, yeah, um, and he was uh, he was in Road Trip too. What the hell's his name? Man, that's on the tip of my tongue. It's I know he's exactly got that weird looking about. nose. Breckenmeyer, yeah. Breckenmeyer. Um. And it's crazy to think too, like like all all because like they were in like all the teen films that we grew up with, yeah. And some of them were in like even Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp was in the very first Nightmare on Elm Street. That was that was, was his, his first, first film. Yeah, as his first movie with his uh, crop top and the bucket of blood scene that almost you know, killed and- the actress that played Nancy. And he refused to be in the re- in the remake, but they managed managed to get him in it by I believe it was an episode of Twenty One Jump Street was playing at some point in time in the movie. <laughs> you know, it's interesting, right? See, I'm we are going to have to start wrapping this up though yes. because we are running long. One hour and thirty five minutes to be exact. Yeah, but so I, for you know. next week, um, more of this. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be about film, but it's going to be more chatting about whatever random stuff we pull out of our butts that week. Yeah, and uh, Nazuma, is there something specific you'd like to talk about? Um, to randomly start and then we trail will, off of? We will... We will come back to that next week. I'm pretty sure I can pull something out of my ass as well. <laughs> Fair All right. So next week we will have a we'll have a magic act where uh, Nazum pulls something random out of his ass for us to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> I I do I cannot I hate being put on the spot. It is one of those things. That, uh, 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 you know, uh, you're gonna have to get used uh, to it uh, because. Between me and Minnie, we're gonna we're gonna do it more and more just to yeah. like I mean this this is like the longest icebreaker ever for you. And we're gonna get you more comfortable in these situations. You're gonna become one of us. And I'm hands down, not only am I getting Minnie streaming, I'm gonna get you streaming. We're gonna get you out of your comfort zone, which is weird to me to have to say to you. 
get you out of your comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, it's just his comfort zones are really misproportionate. Yes. And we won't get into detail, but, you know, if you really want to understand what we mean by this, go back a few episodes to Let's Talk About Sex, Baby. Yeah, 32 mm-hmm. flavors in a Zoom. Yep, 32 flavors in the Zoom. <laughs> Take your fancy. Take your pick. Hmm. Whatever you fancy, right? And also, <laughs> I'm going to add this. I'm going to add this. Stay tuned. Um, we do have a few things in very early stages. Like, again, I am working on a short movie i guess we'll see how long i can get it but it's based upon a game that we all play and i stream for and also we are after once we you know sometime during the week we'll discuss doing a viewing of a movie where me and Minnie tear it to pieces because that sits there and says huh you know well how many times have you watched this He'll, he always, though, like, like Nizum always has, like, something to say. Like, even tonight, he was just like, I don't know how, you know, much input. And look, he we he kicked Within it all off. Minutes, you were talking. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, you got to give yourself more credit, <laughs> bud. You know, I tell him that all the time. He doesn't listen to me. I flat out yell See, at him. You do yell at me. You yell at me a lot more than, you know. I do. But out of love. It's out of love. It's all out of love. Oh, of course. Like, it's never... I yell at Pyro, too. Like, it's not... <laughs> oh, yep. And I'm never offended by it. Nope. Yeah. is how I express my love for somebody. is through and you... <laughs> violent yelling. <laughs> but, like, and too, because I know that it, it, it's come up this week about how I don't talk nowhere near as much, right? You also have to understand... Last year was the first time I really focused a lot on multiplayer gaming. Had you ever asked me last year whether I would be streaming on a on a almost weekly basis, on a daily basis? You know, I say streaming, but like being in a stream with with other people, I just be like, mm, no. And then, if you have had you have asked me, would I be in the podcast? I'd be like, God no. Like, what's wrong with you? Are you crazy? But but it's just like being in but it's just like being in the party chat with us, you know. And you you really warmed up in in the streams very fast, you know. Like you, it, you took on to that very quickly. Yeah, you know. So yeah, you need absolutely. to give yourself more credit. And it's the best part is is like the way all this stuff is done and will be done is it's just us, you know. And yeah. then, yeah, we put it out so other people can experience it. But in the moment, it's just us. And that's yeah, how you have to look like at it. Oh, definitely. Who fucking cares? Maybe I'll yeah. like the next one. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll, you'll always find your audience. There's so yeah. many people in this world. You'll, you will always find your audience. Like I mean, in Finland, for instance. Yes, like yeah, in Finland. Up, Finland? <laughs> Cheers to you. Yep, thank you. I that boggles my mind <laughs> when did, I that look. That boggled my mind too. I was like Finland. <laughs> like looking at the map of of all the places people are listening, and like even the Republic of the Congo. <laughs> like you, like what? <laughs> I was listening to us out there. Whoever you are, you know what? Mass we props. appreciate you. Tell your friends. Yeah. You by know. All means. 
Definitely, though, if you are listening to this, we would appreciate it if you could recommend it to as many people as possible, if you enjoy it. If not, whatever. It's still, tell them how terrible you think it is and let them yeah. listen tell to them it. Tell them to check out the sucky podcast that you found. Yep, and so if then that... It, tell them to watch their, <laughs> listen to this awesome podcast that you found. Yep. That's it. Either way, we appreciate you. For every new listener, a unicorn farts a rainbow. Yeah. Or as I say when I try to get people to join light years is if if you're religious, if you push the button, an angel gets its wings. And if, you know, you're a Satanist, if you push the button, an angel will lose its wings. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> but I like my unicorn farting rainbows. I like that one better too. Unicorn farting. It covers rainbows. all bases. You don't have to believe in anything for no. farting unicorns. You just want to have a unicorn. I'd love it for a unicorn to fart a rainbow on me. That'd be very majestic. You know, I heard oh. somebody describe that sex on hallucinogenics, like mushrooms and stuff like that, when you orgasm, it's like coming rainbows. And I always wanted to try that now. <laughs> I can't even picture, like, how, like, I can't. That is a very. I can't remember where I saw that now. It's going to bother me. It was in a documentary, I believe. That is, that is, that is quite a strange picture to be painted in my brain now. Right now you can live in that. I watched that, like, a year and a half ago, and that image is still very profoundly out there in my mind. Finally, like, that, that is. You know, after re-traumatizing myself with flashbacks <laughs> of the fourth kind, I think I can calm myself down now by using images of that. people coming rainbows. <laughs> Could you imagine? See, <laughs> I, I really want to try that now. What, coming I a really rainbow? <laughs> no, just sex on hallucinogenics. <laughs> See, my luck that now, I'll, be, I'll do that, and then I'll think about coming rainbows and next thing you know i'll be fucking picturing the leprechaun from lucky charms fucking dancing around my bed you know (laughs) (laughs) how about this pot of gold and yellow balloons (laughs) see but they're magically delicious (laughs) (laughs) but the thing is is do you keep it vanilla or do you go because the more you don't have that's the thing though when you're in that moment if you're that fucked up chances are nothing you're doing is normal in vanilla no and you Maybe don't this is how we break pyro out of his vanilla-esque well all right gel. no first of all <laughs> it's not that i am vanilla i am very open to i have my limits yeah but it will give you that story but when you're sitting there like but... everything i say sounds tame if you were like yeah i was let's say having sex while overlooking niagara falls and came a rainbow like that's yeah. a story well like but like if i had the opportunity like yeah i would have done it you know like i meant like <laughs> vanilla is because it's just like you have the zoom saying well it was my birthday and, and i'm talking oh, like i'm irish looks you know and, and that's what that was the whole <laughs> point you know and it's like and i was feeling down and i was talking to this couple and then you know they started bringing me upstairs and then all of a sudden this <laughs> Random guy came out of nowhere and he started following us. And I was just like, what the fuck with this guy? I mean, this is supposed to be a threesome. Now it's going to be a foursome. You know? 
and I'm just, just like, you know, and, guy. and in that specific time, like my story, like my most prized story of that whole podcast was me getting caught attempting to have sex, not even successfully, in a parking lot of a Chuck E. Cheese, you know, <laughs> at night by a security guard, you know? Yeah. Mind you, the Chuck E. Cheese was in was in a mall, so we weren't like outside of the Chuck E. Cheese. We moved a little bit. Is that just weird? And I'm pretty sure, like, if if it was a cop, we they could have probably given us like a very heavy penalty for that, even though it was like one o'clock in the one o'clock yeah. in the morning. But still, so just saying. Just saying. <laughs> it would give you that story, though. You're, the you're next abso- time it came up, it would give you that story. You're absolutely correct. But, like you I know, cartoon birds out of my dick. It still works, and there's still plenty of time for me to ejaculate rainbows. Ejaculate rainbows. And on that note, this is a perfect segue to <laughs> a closure point. Close the stream, <laughs> the, the podcast. You know, yeah. Tonight we we had some really good conversations on one of my favorite subjects, and that's film. You know, we covered horror, and mainly we talked about Kevin Smith, which was the plan to begin with, because Kevin Smith is God. Um, yes. Just 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 putting that out there. And Kevin Smith, if by some chance you 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 do hear this, um, I was that guy at Comic Con you thought was adorable with this kid because we were wearing matching shirts and you were first introduced to my youngest child because as soon as they opened up the curtain for the photo op she looked at you and said schnoogan's lunchbox that's <laughs> that's me and you liked the tweet prior and you referenced the tweet when you saw us and that made my whole day to that like you remembered that but with that being said like any good film and any decent television series everything must come to an end eventually but when it comes to coming rainbows (laughs) as it stands right now as much as i am intrigued i am all set and that is it for us this is mini well that's mini i'm pyro (laughs) and this is nizoom and I say this as if we're in the same room. We're not. We're miles no. apart. Not which, in the same country. Which, just so you know, makes this podcast even more interesting. You know, because we're nowhere near each other. <laughs> but thank you so much for hanging out with us. As always, we appreciate it. Until we talk to you guys again. Or as Jason Muse would say. And <laughs> until we get to fuck your ear pussies. <laughs> with our magical words of wisdom we will see you next week have a good night everybody